Morning everyone, welcome to podcast 96 in the series. Another uh, glorious start to the week in the team car. Boy, it's cold, isn't it? It's, uh, I don't know what we've done to deserve this winter, but it seems to have gone on forever. Um, just like my moaning about it, so we'll move on. Um, the cycling season is here, hooray. The um, cycling season, let's call it cycling season proper, uh, starting with uh, the weekend of Belgian classics, the true start to the season for Puris. Uh, Het Newsblad was on Saturday, and on Sunday we had Kerner, Brussels Kerner, um, both over similar roads based around that sort of Ghent, Udenada, Brackel, uh, Gerards, Bergen area, and both really, really good races. I'm sure, as always, there'll be someone who uh, says um, it's not as good as it might have been in like 1994 or whatever, but you know, from my perspective, good racing and an enjoyable couple of afternoons. Uh, I spent in front of the TV with a, with a Vesmala when outdoors wasn't particularly uh, such a nice, uh, such a nice option. Um, so we shall see how it goes uh, as we get through the season. We've got Sam in coming up this week, midweek. We'll see how that goes. That's a, usually a bad weather, but you know, looking at the forecast and stuff across um, across Europe, there's a fair chance that that we might lose some of these. Uh, some of these races in the next few days uh but you 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 never know they always forecast this bad weather and it never happens does it uh let's hope that's the case so we'll start with saturday het news blad probably the bigger and slightly more prestigious of the two and it was won by uh michael valgren of astana apparently the cash-strapped beleaguered astana uh outfit um Valgren took his chance actually there was a number of uh, sort of groups forming the break of the day stayed out quite a long time um, before came together just before the Muir of Gerardsburg and that looked harder on TV didn't it? Like that, that that camera motorbike footage looking down the hill made it look a lot harder you know than, than when it shows it looking up the hill and uh, yeah the, the first bit through the town's not that bad it's when you get to the really manky steep cobbly bit and it's whether anyone's got anything left at that point Sepp van Mark did and he rocketed away showing a clean uh, clean pair of wheels to uh, both uh, Greg van Avermaet and Oliver Narsen um, he got closed down over the top by Zdenek Stebar and you thought at that point with like nine miles or so to go that maybe they were in with a shout but there was a lot of panic behind. They got closed down just before the next climb of the of the Bosberg, and it was on that particular climb that the kind of it merged and split again. Typical of uh, Flemish racing, merged and split again, and came back to a slightly smaller group um, as they came into Meerbeke for, for the old Tour of Flanders finish. Uh, Michael Valgren had obviously been watching YouTube. Astana went for the old one too. As soon as one of their riders had fired off the front and been caught, another one went. And there was just that fraction of hesitation from the uh, from the more senior group of uh, favourites. And that was enough. Valgren was gone. Van Mark tried to chase him down. Um, Lukas Wisniewski of Sky, uh, who's had a great first uh, weekend of the season, he also tried and got across to Van Mark and that was 
the podium with the rest kind of coming in behind a lot of the favourites will probably look at each other and point to the finger and who should have done which and what and all of that but in the end it was just a case of Valgren took his chance the others weren't willing were waiting for someone else to chase they weren't willing to chase themselves they were willing to uh, to latch on to a chase if someone else did it and, and no one really came forward until you know it was too late and Van Mark tried to get across the gap but on a long big wide straight road you know he was always struggling to make that distance however strong he'd been you don't know how many of his matches he burnt on the muir and uh, yeah it was a good win good win for Valgren who's been knocking on the door for a couple of years as a classics man so well done to uh, well done to him and if Astana are struggling financially and they're not having their bills paid and all of that kind of stuff that you always get one team that's uh, rumoured to be on the verge at this time of year um, then it's good for them that, that he got that performance so the fortune and good riding that Astana showed on Saturday that went out the window on Sunday as they're Lutsenko and their sprinter Magnus Court Nielsen were taken down on the entrance to the finishing circuit uh, in Kerner and didn't quite make it back into a position to challenge that race was um, it was dynamite really because from way out like 85 k's the, they, they caught the, the, the breakaway of the day really really early and they caught them at probably the worst possible moment for two groups to come together just on the very bottom of the Alquaramont which meant that rather than a group of sort of 20 going up and then the uh, the peloton going up sort of strung out by one of the favourites team everyone kind of merged together in a big splodge and there was riders everywhere and so it was uh, that was probably the worst best well best from a spectator's point of view the worst from um, the race's point of view to, to, to get it together um, they kind of stretched on amazingly with all the big cobbled climbs and and such it was the Kluisberg that that caused the biggest damage with um, Fernando Gaviria going out at the back uh, Quickstep didn't really know what to do they were looking around were they waiting were they not waiting um, and so that was uh, that was you know that it kind of dictated the race because Van Avermaet and others went over the top and kept going and tried to make it stick uh, which it did the Kluisberg the commentators said oh this isn't that hard let me tell you for free that is really hard it's steep it's quite a wide road you don't actually feel like you're making any distance um, and it's a pretty uh, hairy descent off the off the top uh, so it, it was a you know a decisive part of the race um, that group was kind of too big and too unwieldy and so Jasper Stuyven and Daniel Oss broke away they had a good lead getting up to three quarters of a minute you felt that they were in with a real shout of hanging on they were close to getting on the circuit there was crosswinds which were kind of causing a bit of damage behind to the main group so it wasn't like it was these two versus you know five six five six teams they were you know facing 30 so the odds were a lot better and then out of nowhere Oss got a puncture um, he, to be fair, he had a fantastic, super rapid change from neutral service, you have to say. It wasn't enough, though. He tried to get back to Stuyven. Stuyven didn't really know what to do, but kind of pressed on. And he, Oss in the end, sort of surrendered, gave up. And pretty much as soon as he got caught by the peloton, he was straight into the, uh, into the team bus for a, for a shower. He knew his, uh, his day was done. Uh, 
Stuyven hung around out the front for another uh, lap or so of the finishing circuit. He'd done it before, he had previous two years ago, he did that, hung out there and won the race. He was from a lot closer in that time um, and there probably wasn't the cold and the wind. Uh, so Stuyven was caught. We had another group go away with uh, Julian Vermott, ex of Quickstep, now of uh, Dimension Data. Um, so Vermont went away. He um, was joined by uh, an 82R rider, and uh, he was also joined by Loic Vliegen. Um, Loic, I think he was Loic uh, Julian, yeah, something, Dupont, something like that. They looked like they were going to stay away. The 82R rider started missing turns because he was really, really suffering in the wind, and they looked like they might just make it. Vermont clipped off the front on the last corner. He probably actually got caught with about 90, 85, 90 metres to go and then out sprinted by Dylan Gronewegen who came like a rocket straight up the middle of the road with Arnold Demar who'd opened up the sprint struggling, couldn't get on terms to, uh, to get round him. After that there was a mile long gap before any of the other sprinters. Vermont who'd pretty much been the driving force of that breakaway, he was able to hang on for ninth place. Um, which was pretty good, pretty good going. So well played him. Uh, but yeah, Gronowegan won pretty easily. Um, probably all there is to say about it. Really, he's suddenly a factor for things like Gabe Bevelgem and Skelder Prize, and you know all of those other slightly flatter, less cobbled centric classics. But you know he got over some pretty uh, decent climbs today. He was dropped on the on the big uh, cobbled bergs. He admitted as such in his interview after, and you know that at that certain points with sort of 60, 55, 60 k's to go, Yumbo, Lotto, Yumbo, his team were working really, really hard to try and get him back in in contention. So he will need to address that if he's going to win, you know, some of the other classics. Because when the season gets a bit more up and running and the fitness of these riders gets a lot more pronounced, he is not going to be in a position where you know he can dangle off the back and get brought on. Well done to him for that. Elsewhere, the Abu Dhabi Tour, um, a complete polar opposite in weather, was won by Alessandro Valverde. Probably the we most remembered for Mark Cavendish crashing into uh, an official's car that had like an auto brake sensor type system fitted, and he got a concussion out of that. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully that won't derail his season too much. We are moving into an uh, interesting phase of the season now. We're getting towards Tirreno Adriatico, Paris Nice, uh, Tour of Catalonia, three of the big one week long stage races. So stay with us for those, keep in touch. We'll be back next week. We'll let you know how, uh, how uh, the midweek Flemish racing went, if it's not snowed off. Maybe, who knows? We might be snowed off, you don't know, do you? Uh, thank you for your time, thank you for listening. That was podcast number 96. Take care, and we'll speak to you next week.